The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. With the well-being of our guests and cast members at the forefront of our planning, we are eager to welcome you back to Walt Disney World Resort. We are implementing a number of new measures, including a park reservation system, temperature screenings, and face coverings. Park attendance will be managed through a new park reservation system. To enter a park, both a park reservation and a valid admission for the same park on the same date are required. You'll be able to link park admission to your Disney account to start making park entry reservations online at DisneyWorld.com. Prior to entering, guests will undergo a temperature screening with no-touch thermometers. If you or anyone in your party have temperatures of 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit or above, your party will not be allowed entry. All guests two years of age or older, along with cast members, are required to wear an appropriate face covering. Please bring your own face coverings and wear them at all times, except when dining or swimming. To align with guidance on physical distancing, we will be limiting the number of guests at any given time. Follow ground markings and physical barriers added to help everyone responsibly navigate the property. We've implemented enhanced cleaning procedures and will have hand sanitizer and hand-washing locations available for guests and cast members. Please be sure to use these frequently. The My Disney Experience app will be essential to make the most of the magic. Use your mobile device for cashless payments and the My Disney Experience app for mobile food ordering and more. We look forward to seeing you soon at Walt Disney World Resort. An original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Sorcerer Radio. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train and remain seated at all times. Flap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Let's make some magic. All right, cut the chatter. You're listening to DW60. Welcome to the program. It's DW60's Press Row. However you may be listening, Sorcerer Radio, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify. We're glad you're here to find out what is happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. Jeff and Nicole here with you. Good morning. Happy Black Friday. Happy post-Turkey Day. Is anybody awake? I don't know if anybody's <laughs> awake. I think tryptophan comas. Probably so, more than likely, yeah. But we're here, and if you're here with us... We're glad you're here. Yeah, we're happy. Definitely. Black Friday shopping this year, a little bit different than uh, (laughs) in years past. Uh, Normally, a lot of you have already been awake for probably six or seven hours, if not longer, out shopping at the, uh, the malls. Shopping centers, Targets, Walmarts, stuff like that, fighting people for socks, pillows, and <laughs> video games. 
different things, but a lot of online shopping this year going on early before today. I have never met anyone that Black Friday shops like Jeff's family. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they eat at like noon. Yeah. And because they're at Walmart, Target, wherever at three o'clock. Right. For yeah, the sales yeah. to go live at five or whatever they do. Sure. And then, I mean, it's a 12 hour. We were, we were coming home last year at like three, four in the morning. Yeah. It was about that. Your sister and I were trying to like keep each other awake in the front seat. <laughs> we're driving like two lane <laughs> yeah. mountain highways at yeah. four in the morning. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it is truly an experience because we eat early. We clean up everything real fast. Yeah. And then we're in Walmart trying to find, you know, different lines, people standing and waiting on stuff and everything yeah, else. That's a game plan. Yeah, it is. It's it's a whole adventure. But this year, uh, all the stores, because of COVID-19 and a bunch of other things, uh, a lot of retailers, along with Disney as well, did early Black Friday specials for people to uh, purchase things for the holiday season. Yeah, we got some pots and pans at midnight. Yeah. Pretty cool. I know. We've been needing some, and we had some money from the wedding we were going to spend, and then they were on Silver Black Friday. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That was so, one thing I was missing when I was cooking for Thanksgiving. We have new knives and like all this other new stuff, and I was like, if I just had the new pots and pans, this would have been perfect. We managed okay. We oh, did yeah. fine. We did fine. So a lot of you may still be in a uh, turkey or ham coma. Uh, some of you waking up early uh, to maybe do some shopping today. But we're glad that you're listening to Sorcerer Radio. You're taking us along with you. We hope that you uh, enjoy your shopping day. Please be safe out there and uh, you know try to uh, minimize uh, fighting with other people, trying to get stuff, <laughs> if anything. But you know what? There is still things happening at the Walt Disney World Resort that we wanted to let you know about this morning. A lot of people getting ready for their holiday vacations to Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And uh, so a few changes coming up at the beginning of the year that we're going to talk about. I want to start with this first, because this may affect something else down the road. Not necessarily right now, but down the road. We did find out that Brightline and Disney have given some new details on their agreement. There is a future train station that's coming to Disney Springs. We don't know when. Now, the agreement itself is conditional on Brightline meeting certain you know, milestones, doing certain things. And that would be like, you know, securing, you know, necessary government approvals, so forth and so forth. There's a lot that Brightline has to do. We're talking about them also completing this 170-mile, $2.7 billion expansion that goes from West Palm Beach to Orlando International Airport in 2022, a couple years away. Once that portion is complete... Then they start working on this expansion line that goes from Orlando International Airport uh, to Tampa. In the process, you'll have a stop at Disney Springs. Now, the concept art that we have not seen yet uh, says that there's going to be a ground-level lobby, passenger facilities, and upper-level train platform. Another option as to when you're flying into Orlando to get to Disney. My question is this. I don't think this is going to happen, but I think it's going to make a big impact once it's finished. 
are the days of Magical Express from MCO numbered? Very well could be. Is it a better option? Um, I don't know. That's a tough one to answer. It's an extra stop. You'd have to go from, you know, you'd have to stop at Disney Springs before you get back to your resort. You would. And that means taking a bus. Right. And then what hap- well, how do they do your luggage? Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that is an interesting situation. Um, is it possible that Disney may have trains specifically for that ride to Disney Springs, you know, with TVs on the inside of the cabins and, you know, a welcome like they do on Magical Express? Or would there possibly be characters involved uh, on your way to Disney Springs? Or is it just another Bright Line train? I think it's probably just another train because if it's going to continue to Tampa from Disney Springs. Yeah. The, right. The line is from MCO to Tampa, but there's a stop along the way. Right. What would Disney be ideal Springs. is a specific, if Disney said, yeah, we want on our own line. Right. You know, yes, we we all start from Orlando International Airport, but we want our own specific line to you know branch off and just go to Disney Springs and be done. That way we can theme the trains, we can put characters on there, everything else. Yeah. Possibility. That's what if I were Disney, that's what I would have said. Yeah, I think they're just trying to like uh piggyback onto the line that's going to Tampa anyways. Sure. Yeah. Without them having to make their own train, you know? They're like, well, you know, this is gonna be here anyways. And it's it sounds to me like Brightline was the one that wants to stop at Disney. Mm-hmm. And that's why Disney said, I mean, you can build on our property, but you have to get this, this, and this done first. Sure, yeah. I don't think the days of Magical Express are numbered. I think fewer buses might might be used Yeah. than the current fleet of buses that they have right now. Right, and if, you know, if there was a way for your luggage to still get to your room, because not everybody does this, but like for us, our first day is usually Disney Springs. So if our luggage could get dropped off at our room and we could go straight to Disney Springs. That'd be great, yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. Is Disney Springs the right location for a train station? Because let's be honest, Disney Springs is already overrun with people no matter what. Super, super busy. All the time. All the time. Parking is always an issue all the time. And so now if you take that bright line train from MCO to Disney Springs, get your luggage, then get on a Disney bus and deal with the traffic that way. It's kind of a pain. Yeah, it needs to be like a central. I was thinking either um, Caribbean Beach where the Skyliner hub is. Yeah. Or Transportation and Ticket Center. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Be interesting. Yeah. Just like a central transportation hub. But I guess that's what Disney Springs is because after um, there's always buses to to every resort, but... Um, after noon, like 12 noon, there's buses from Springs to the parks. We definitely have our pros and cons on this. Yeah, I'm interested. There's a lot of them. You know, when you think about it, break it down, really start you know a conversation on it. I am interested to see how it's going to work and, and what they're going to do. But at the same time, wouldn't it make sense to expand something like the Skyliner when you get off the train automatically hit the Skyliner to your resort. That was my first thought because the Skyliner already goes over Disney Springs. Yeah. Because Riviera is across the street. Yeah. 
It might now that kind of would be a pain with luggage, but again, you know why can't Disney grab your luggage off the train? I'd rather take my luggage on the Skyliner than a bus. Yeah, that's true. I I don't know. This it's it just a lot of a lot of different things that and questions that are not answered when it comes to the concept of this and how it's going to work. Yeah. I'm sure Disney's got a lot of different details worked out, but uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see it. Uh, come together the construction of everything yeah i want to know where it's going to go if they're not done with the regular line until 2022 what are we looking at 2025 before we get a line to disney oh, yeah, Springs? this is going to be mean, a long long process yeah um i mean i i heard at one time that the majority or the highest concentration of annual pass holders are in Tampa, like Tampa St. Pete. I believe that, yeah. Um, and so having a train option from Tampa to Disney Springs, where you can get off and go to a park or go to a resort or whatever, yeah. is genius. If I, when I lived in Tampa, I would have taken advantage of that all the time. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Oh yeah, especially a train ride. Yeah. If the late yeah. train, if the train coming back is late, it needs to be like the resort transportation where it's you know an hour or two hours after the last park closes. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to be. An 11 or 12 o'clock train going back. Has to be. Especially when I worked in Orlando. If I, when I worked at Disney Springs and lived in Orlando, that would have been that would have been the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I, I think it's going to be interesting. Can't wait for it. Let's move over to Epcot, where Disney has announced uh, in a press release, Imagineers are deciding to take a different approach when it comes to this festival center that was in the concept art, original concept art that we saw uh, from D23. It's no longer going to be called a festival center. It's going to be called a festival area. Which tells me right off the bat that two to three level structure with the trees on the top of it and then uh, everything else is just gone. It's done. Sounds like AstroTurf to me. Just about to mention that. Yeah. Like the area where they have the chocolate booths and like the Hawaii booth and yeah, everything where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a gated off area with yeah. AstroTurf. That's what, that's what it sounds like to me. So a couple trees, a few bushes, and maybe a building. A one level building. And just For you something. to go get your magnet at. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah. Like <laughs> your, a meet and greet place. Your Remy's hide and squeak. For those annual pass yeah. holders and stuff like that. For a place for them to go. Yeah. That's what it sounds like it's turning into, which is, to me, just a real bummer. Yeah. I was really interested to see what this view was going to be like from, like, the third level of the festival center with the trees and the shrubs and grass and everything else and be able to watch Harmonious from there. And maybe if you're a... Uh, annual pass holder, or maybe it's a VIP experience. Yeah, or, or fast pass viewing or something. Yeah. I, I loved that idea, and just the curiosity has been building and building, and now Imagineers just went, shwoop, done. I don't know if it was Imagineers or if it was finance. It could have been. <laughs> yeah, I think that may have been a big part of it. True. Yeah. They're probably like, I don't know uh, who's paying for it. It's <laughs> It's a little depressing. To find out that, uh, you know, it might just be AstroTurf with a building and a few trees. They took down Fountain of Nations. And I know DJ Sorcy's saying this too right now. They took down <laughs> Fountain of Nations for some AstroTurf. Oh, man. Yeah. There yeah. will be riots. Uh, I'll, I'm, I'm going to be honest. It sucks. I don't like the idea of this. No. I don't like it at all. 
Disney usually pulls something out. But this uh, press release did not have me excited. And this is not going to show off the imagination of Imagineers when it comes to this area, I don't think. Well, what was... I can't I mean, remember. That, the what, AstroTurf thing is, is a worst-case scenario. I don't remember what the name of this area was supposed to be. Festival Center? Yeah, it was a festival center. No, there's like the, the oh, wonder oh. and the life. Uh, I think I've got it in something else that I printed out here. I think I have the name. I'm like, I can't... There was like... But I want... Didn't there... Wasn't this like festival... Because um, you've got you've got your four neighborhoods. You've got World Showcase, World Celebration, World Nature, and World Discovery. Yes, are the areas. And then, which one did this fall under? I think. Let's see. That's the Walt statue. Okay, World Celebration Festival Center. I mean, so what? That's what it was called. Or supposed to be. Yeah. So I guess. Uh, <laughs> world Celebration Festival Area. If it's supposed yeah. to be World Celebration, it better be more than AstroTurf. It better be. Maybe they'll shoot confetti off. Who knows? I don't know. It's just. <laughs> Celebrate. <laughs> Poor Epcot. You no. know, just gets torn to pieces. And then Imagineers go, well, why, why do we do with it now? I don't know. Oh, oh gosh. Here's the thing. I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move on. I don't want to turn the whole show depressing. I know. <laughs> it's an hour of us venting about that. I know, Epcot. right? Yeah. Disney Parks blog did announce that a modified park hopper option is returning to the Walt Disney World Resort that is going to start on January the 1st, 2021. Now, the option is going to require guests to make a park pass reservation for their first park of the day, then physically go to that park. Then at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you can head to any other Disney theme park for the rest of the day until that park closes without needing a second reservation. That's a good thing. You're not trying to scramble and do two reservations for one day. We have enough trouble just doing one. Yeah. You know? The thing is, you have to remember, though, it's important to remember that capacity limits are still in place. That 35% capacity limit. So if you leave that one park, let's say we start off at Hollywood Studios. We've done Rise of the Resistance and a couple of other things. We leave. We head over to Epcot. Hey, let's do some... Let's have some drinks. Let's have some dinner. Let's do test track, whatever. That park has reached capacity. There go your plans, and you got to pick another park. Epcot's going to be the one that's going to reach capacity in the afternoon like that for people going for dinner for the festival. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, that's going to be a thing. Or, well, I guess the holidays will be over. I was going to say all the nighttime projections and stuff at Magic Kingdom, Something else that you need to remember if you're deciding to do this new Park Hopper modified option. If you're going to visit Disney's Hollywood Studios after visiting your first park in the morning, you're not going to be able to join the virtual queue for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Here's the reason why. For that 2 o'clock reservation that you want to get for the virtual queue, you have to be in the park to do that. 
Right. You have to be in the, the, in the park at 2 o'clock. Exactly. So if it doesn't start until 2 o'clock, you can't get involved in that virtual queue. Not going to happen. And that might be another one that's hard to get into because depending on how the virtual queue is going for the day, if a lot of people are still waiting for their boarding group, you know, the park capacity could still be high. That's true. It could be. So you may not be going there at all. I'm kind of trying, I'm trying to understand why didn't Disney do this when they first opened back up in January? I think out of an abundance of caution. They didn't know how reservation system was going to go. I mean, does going from 25% to 35% really make that much of a difference to start a modified park hopper option? Is it is it that big a deal? Well, I don't think they knew how it was going to work in the first place. You know, once it's put, you know, everything looks great on paper. But once it's put into place and all the kinks are worked out of the reservation system. Yeah. Okay, now we feel confident with this. Now we can add something else. So now we've got five months to figure out something for the start of the year. Well, it's how it's how I'm looking at it. It's just, you know, in general. I guess I mean, I know that they have a plan. Yeah. But yeah. I could have thought of that within a couple of days. Yeah, we said that. <laughs> we said that before the parks opened that you yeah. they should do two reservations and you can either pick two for the same day or two for separate parks. Exactly. Shouldn't have taken them this long. What they also announced is that park to park transportation is expected to start back up again as well in 2021. And it's going to be offered each day just prior to park hopping hours, which, again, start at 2, two o'clock. They say it may start later than 2 o'clock, but they uh, didn't say anything about it starting earlier. No. They said it may start later, yeah. that you'll need to be aware of the hours for that day. So that's going to that's gonna cut a portion of your day out. But for now, yeah. it's 2 o'clock. Um, Interesting. But that means Epcot Monorail is coming back. I hope so. It should. Also, resort to resort transportation should be returning as well, which I thought was already happening. I don't, I mean. I don't remember. I don't know resort to resort. When would you, where would you have resort to resort transportation? I guess the um, resort monorail line. Maybe that's what they're talking about. I think they're talking about buses. I've never seen a bus from one resort to another. I've seen it a couple of times here and there. We've always had to go to Disney Springs or to the Transportation Ticket Center or something like that to get on a yeah. bus to get to a resort. But I think this is going to thin out a lot of parks that are normally very, very busy in the mornings. And uh, so if you choose right, you may go to a park that's relatively, you know, at 25% and, and some of those uh, or less. And some of those queue lines may be a little bit shorter. The other day, I saw a queue line for Kilimanjaro Safari that went all the way into Festival of the Lion King. Like switchbacked through the floor. Yeah. On the attraction. I yeah. Mean the show. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Crazy. When we were in line for the safari, we got in line back by Tusker House. Sure did. Yeah. I mean, that, but that was only like 20 minutes. Yeah. We, we never stopped walking. Mm-hmm. And it started raining. <laughs> it did. <laughs> you enjoy a good scenic walk from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom to start your day. You're in luck. Guess what? That new moving bridge, whatever it's called. I don't know what the engineering name is for it. But uh, there's a bridge that now you can walk from Disney's Grand Floridian uh, over to the Magic Kingdom. 
which is is great for runners and walkers who like to do you know the uh, Seven Seas Lagoon all the way around. So that's that's real nice for them. At the same time, I think it's really cool because now if you're staying at the Grand Floridian, you just ended your day at the Magic Kingdom. You don't have to wait for the monorail resort line, which is long. Yes. To go back to your resort. Just walk. It's, I would say, what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. I think uh, Michael timed it. That's 15 minutes. Okay. Um, And then I think it's like a 20-minute walk from the Grand Floridian over to the Polynesian. Yeah. Um. And then from we, I mean, from the Polynesian, well, from the main house of the Polynesian to the transportation ticket center is probably another 10 to 15 minutes. Not bad. Mm-mm. I'd take that option, even though I'm probably tired and my legs hurt, my feet hurt and oh. everything else. But at least I know once I finish that walk, I'm back in my room. Yeah. I mean, the walk to the car is parking bad at transportation <laughs> ticket center, probably 15 minutes. It's got to be easily. Yeah. So check that out next time you're at the Walt Disney World Resort. One final thing from me. Few of our Walt Disney World dining favorites are opening back up. First off, it's Woody's Lunchbox in Hollywood Studios, Toy Story Land area. It's going to be opening, uh, should already be opening uh, on the 25th of November. So that should be open already. That's got those classic American favorites that they've got. uh, Some great ice cream soda floats. Some really good Toy toy Story-inspired treats as well. We enjoyed our breakfast. Well, you enjoyed your breakfast when we were there. Jeff didn't eat. I didn't eat. I was too nervous. They make their (laughs) um, grilled cheese with mayonnaise. Oh, do they? I guess I haven't had that yet. Like on the bread. So you can stop there for a quick lunch if you'd like. Crystal Palace over in the Magic Kingdom is going to be reopening on December the 13th. They're going to be doing that family-style buffet. Where they bring you food to your plate, kind of like the Beer Garden or Chef Mickey's is what they're going to be doing. Pooh and his friends are not going to be visiting your table. Characters are not going to be involved in that. You can start making reservations for Crystal Palace on December the 1st is when that's happening. Finally, on December the 17th, Tomorrowland Terrace, which is also there in the Magic Kingdom, is going to be reopening to guests with uh, quick service meals such as, and this was interesting, fried shrimp, fried chicken, lobster rolls. What are they going to do <laughs> with the mask relaxation area? Oh, going to have to find another spot. That's what they're going to have to do. I'm thinking they're probably just um, going to use like the dessert party area when you walk up to, when you walk up the ramp from the hub to the um, counter. On the left is what they usually use for the fireworks, like dessert parties. Sure. And so I'm thinking that they'll probably keep that marked off for mask area. Yeah. And then just have the regular seating to the right. Could be. Oh, that's how it worked in my head. But <laughs> Interesting choices on food, though. Yeah. Fried shrimp, lobster rolls. I don't know. Kind of weird. Columbia Harbor House yeah. food is what it is. I think that they're opening this up simply because of the holiday t- season. December 17th is when it really starts hitting for yeah, people like, showing up in the holidays. All the places to open. Yeah, but they normally do it every year anyway. I've never seen it open with my own eyes. Nah, I've seen it. Maybe I can count on one hand how many times I've seen it open, and that was years ago. Yeah, like I've Long time never ago. seen it open. That's all I've got. What you got? I got two things. Okay. Um, well, three. Um, like one and one A, B, and then two. So the first one is um, Joe Rody announced his retirement this week. 
He's retiring from Walt Disney Imagineering after 40 years. Boo. Uh, Merp. Merp. But I think he earned it. Oh, there's no doubt in my <laughs> mind he earned that. Um, yeah. He said it, he finally had a, a point in time where he didn't have a, a project like actively going. He, you know, he has ones in development, but they're in like the development stages, but there were none that were like actively building. And he said, I just really felt like it was the right time. So interesting. Um, I hope he enjoys it. His retirement is effective January 4th, 2021. Um, and then, which was interesting. He said he didn't have any projects in development and January 4th is when his retirement is effective. And he mentioned the projects that he's worked on recently. Um, and the last one kind of was like Pandora, Alani, around there. Like, I feel like he has to have been working on something since then. Well, didn't his private island thing kind of uh, for Disney Cruise Line kind of fall through? Well, they just haven't said anything about it. That was like the last. Makes me wonder. I haven't heard anything since D twenty three. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that made that was kind of my thought too. Was he was like he said, you know, the only things he has are in development, so it could still be in development. But as we know, the cruise industry has <laughs> taken a huge, <laughs> yeah. huge hit this yeah, year. It so yeah, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if that were the case. The other Joe Rody related news was he's selling some of his personal collection on eBay. Cha-ching. <laughs> yes. So the one there's, I think there were three pieces listed. Um, and the first one that I saw to, to sell was um, something that he made. So he said there were pieces from his personal collection that he's found and collected over the years of his travels. Uh, but the first one to sell that I saw myself was a mask that he made. And it sold, what did I say earlier? $1,533, oh I think it was. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It was, it was wild. Um, so you can find it on Instagram at Rody Garage Sale, R-O-H-D-E, Garage Sale. <laughs> um, and then there's an eBay, there's like a picture of each of the items. Um, and then there's an eBay link if you're interested in purchasing them. And you can afford it. Yes. <laughs> um, and so it's just kind of cool to see all the stuff that he's collected over the years. I agree. I agree. Um, and then my second piece of news, totally unrelated to Joe Rody. Um, is that so a couple weeks ago Magic Kingdom released their foodie guide to holiday treats at Magic Kingdom and great it was exciting there's a bunch of cool stuff and then they re-released it earlier this week and added a bunch of new stuff I said the first one was um, was just showcasing it was highlights um, and this is the complete guide okay so I wanted to read some of the things that they added in this one okay because they sound delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every, everything always always sounds really good. But <laughs> even after all the food everybody ate yesterday, you're still gonna get hungry. Yes. So. <laughs> um, okay, so the first ones are at Sleepy Hollow. It's the Fa La 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 Funnel Cake. Yeah. <laughs> powdered sugar, <laughs> powdered sugar funnel cake, strawberry topping, whipped cream, and holiday sprinkles. That's great, I love that. At Gaston's Tavern, there's Belle's Enchanted Christmas Tree, which is almond macarons with cranberry orange filling stacked to create a Christmas tree. That one looks really cool. Um, 
Uh, there's a like a chocolate Yule log at the Pinocchio Village House. And then at Westward Ho, there's Chippendale's Churros, which they had this one on the first guide, but it says it's new for this guide. And I had heard that the gingerbread churros they used for this were very hard and very stale. I've heard that as well. Um, yeah. yep. So I'm, I'm thinking they may have like redone it. Um, but it, Chip and Dale Christmas churros, which are gingerbread churros topped with apple pie filling and chocolate chips. And then at Auntie Gravity's, there's the Just the Dream Away, which is a salted caramel milkshake with a silver sugar churro, which is kind of cool. It looks like a like a horseshoe. It's like in the shape of a horseshoe. Okay. The churro is. This is the one I'm most excited for. And if we were there, this is the one we would be getting like first, I think. And this is at Cosmic Rays. It's the Spice Up Your Holiday Sandwich. It's a spicy chicken sandwich. With coleslaw, pickles, and sriracha aioli with a Santa Mickey branded brioche bun. Heck yeah. That sounds really Doesn't good. That sounds so good. Yeah, I like it. And we've seen the, the spicy chicken showdown this year between um, Popeyes and <laughs> yeah. Chick fil A. And sure, yeah. Disney throwing their hat in the ring. Um, I don't know. So that Disney. one's like <laughs> Cosmic Rays. <laughs> Um, there's carts in Main Street that have sugar and spice churros, which are Christmas cookie churros with icing and sprinkles, and they come with a side of eggnog. Okay. That was interesting. All right. Um, and then the citrus, there's another cart in the Castle Hub that's going to have cinnamon churros with marshmallow fluff. I don't know. I, I don't know about the marshmallow fluff part. I don't know if I'd of, want marshmallow fluff like on them, but if I had marshmallow fluff to dip them in. I guess I'm just not a big churro guy because I've never had many churros and everybody says there's no such thing as a churro unless you get it from Disneyland. Yeah, that's my personal churro philosophy. So, I don't even know why I bothered wanting to try one at Disney World. Yeah, you, you have to get it at, at Disneyland. Or do I want to be set and go, oh, this is good at Disney World and then go to Disneyland and be, oh gosh, the other ones were just terrible. This is better. Maybe if if when we're living in Orlando, before we go to California, we'll like go and get a churro so that you can like directly compare, you know, like within a couple days. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Like go on a Friday if we're leaving on a Saturday. Yeah. And then uh, enjoy a churro at Disneyland the, the next very next day. day. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good idea. And you got to get a corn dog at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. That too. Yeah. The best. The very best. Even better than Casey's Corner? Yes. Oh, that's a, that's saying a lot. Hand-dipped corn dogs. Wow. Apparently, there's a food cart in Disney Springs that has them too, but best are at Disneyland. I don't know. Let's 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 marinate on that and and let people think about it. We'll take a break when we come back. Birthdays here on DW60. Tired of missing out on free dining and special park openings? Looking to keep your finger on the pulse of all things Disney? Well, we've got you covered. EarsAlert.com has up-to-date news, deals, and information from the very best Disney news sources. Visit EarsAlert.com and download our iOS or Android app to get immediate updates whenever a Disney news story breaks. Visit EarsAlert.com today. Are you a park opener? Maybe you love the smell of pirate water. 
Here at Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company, we're a little sweet on Gaston, and we think you might be too. Bring these magically inspired scents to your home, or it could be off with your head. Magically scent your world at magicallyscented.com. Sorcerer Radio listeners, be sure to use the code SOR20 to get 20% off your next magically scented order. Bringing more people together than ever before at one happy place, srsounds.com. Download Sorcerer Radio's mobile app today and hear the magic from your iPhone, iPad, or Android device, srsounds.com. Take a moment and think about where you are now. Let's dream about where you'd rather be. A Disney Cruise Line vacation, perhaps? Let us help. We'll add some ocean waves. Now, the kids are playing at their own clubs. You're enjoying a romantic dinner. And tonight, gather for fireworks over the ocean. More fireworks. When you're dreaming of the perfect vacation for the whole family, the difference is Disney. Visit www.storybookdestinations.com to get started. Together, we can write your next fairy tale vacation. DisneyLiveCams.com is the place that brings magic into your home via live video and web cameras. The staff at Disney Live Cams scours the internet for only the best live Disney feeds. Watch from the comfort of your home or workplace. Be sure to check out the Downtown Disney Cam every night for a wonderful view of Epcot's Reflections of Earth. Feel free to enjoy the Disney Live Cams featured articles. Join the fun with our discussion boxes. And best of all, it's free. Visit DisneyLiveCams.com. Tell your friends and share the magic. DisneyLiveCams.com. A proud sponsor of Sorcerer Radio. Did you know that Sorcerer Radio has their own YouTube channel? It's true. Check out all of the great videos from Disney News, Resort TV, Ride Throughs, Music Remixes, and more. Stop in at srsounds.com slash YouTube and enjoy even more magic from your favorite Disney radio station. Be sure to like and subscribe for all of the updates at srsounds.com slash YouTube. Do you have a Disney-related business or product and would like help getting the word out? Become a sponsor of Social Radio today. For more information, please contact our business office via email at sponsors at srsounds.com. From the top, 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 top. <laughs> of the world, it's DW60 with Jeff Davis. Check out the sound. Get yeah. like this. Love the music. Great music. All the time. All the time. Everybody say Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. It's DW60 here on Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long, srsounds.com. It's Jeff and Nicole here with you. What are some of the most popular songs played on Sorcerer Radio? Find out every Monday morning on the SRN Top 10, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Vote for your favorite song on the Sorcerer Radio app. All you got to do is hit that vote button. See what happens. Right now, I think the Top 10 is slightly overrun with some holiday favorites. I see no problem. No issue. No issue with that. I'm good with it. Uh, but it's still a pretty good variety of stuff. So check out the SRN Top 10, 8 a.m., Eastern Monday mornings right here on Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. We do have some birthdays and also an anniversary to talk about. Let's check out our anniversary first. Email says this Hi, Jeff and Nicole. Hope that you are both keeping well. 
I would like to wish my wonderful wife a very happy wedding anniversary. We married three years ago on November the 26th, 2017. We will be listening in from home this week as we are enjoying a long weekend together at home. We both love the show and usually tune in every week from work. All the best. That is from AJ. Yay! Sparkles for their anniversary. Cute. <laughs> 2017, three years ago. That's getting kind of getting into the groove a little bit of uh, of being married, I guess. I think they've been together a lot longer. A lot longer? Yeah. Interesting. That's pretty cool. All right, let's yeah. get to our birthdays. So let's check out uh, what birthdays we got this week. First birthday email says this. Hi, Jeff and Nicole. For two years in a row... I have forgotten to send you an email in advance of my daughter's birthday, and I feel awful. Oh, no. No. Well, you did it now. You got it. You got it now. I'm certainly not winning mother of the year this year for the, for sure. She's one of your biggest fans and was excited to find out that her and Nicole have birthdays so close together. We do. Please wish Alyssa Robertson... A very happy ber- happy 28th birthday. Oh, yes. Our birthdays are on the same day. November 21st. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She messaged me. That's right. Our yeah. birthdays are the same day, and she's exactly a year older than me. We love her with all our hearts and can't wait to watch her marry her best friend in August. Thank you, Jeff and Nicole, for doing this, and thank you for all your awesome shows. That's from Linda Robertson. Sparkles. Sparkles for Alyssa. For Alyssa. I'll remind you next year, Linda. I'll say my birthday is coming up, which means Alyssa's birthday is coming up. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's true. Time to send in an email. (laughs) Happy birthday to her. Uh, Last week, we got an email from this person, uh, but they said, thank you so much for the birthday wishes to my wife this past show. It brought happy tears to her eyes. Thank you all for all that you do. Have a great day. I so, love it. That's fantastic. That I was so that. sweet. That's so cool. That's, that's really nice. That's Thank why we you. do it. That's why we do it. Come on. Everyone likes to feel celebrated on their birthday. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't get a birthday month, but I did get like a birthday. Days. Yeah, like a birthday uh, long weekend. She had four different birthday meals. Yeah. That's a great deal. It is. It is. I got everything. I, I had birth- burgers, hibachi, brunch, and chipotle. Heck yeah. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. Final email says this. Hi, Jeff and Nicole. November 27th is my girl Serena's birthday. She'll be three years old. Serena started life in Houston, Texas. She was abandoned during one of the hurricanes. She was brought north to a shelter in Cape Ann, Massachusetts. She was rescued by someone else. These people called a shelter in Quincy, Massachusetts, and told them to get this dog out of my house or I'll put it on the street. Uh-uh. Womp womp. No. I saw her online. I visited the shelter. And the following day, she was mine. She's a bloodhound mix. A wormeriner? Weimariner. Weimariner? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Bloodhound mix. She is my constant companion. She sleeps with me. She looks after me when I'm sick. 
And hello is a 15-minute greeting. <laughs> so if you could wish her a happy birthday, that would be great. I understand if you don't wish dogs a happy birthday. Thank you. That's from Dan Sullivan in Boston, Massachusetts. Dan, guess what? We love to celebrate dogs' birthdays. She probably does the woo-woo like baby cone. That's right. Our, our bigger dog is a hound. Well, she's a foxhound <laughs> German Shepherd. And she goes, woo-woo. And he, yeah, every, all the time. Very all the excited. Time. Yeah, yeah. So guess what? Big happy birthday. Three years old goes out to Serena. Such a cute dog. Send a picture, too. Beautiful oh, dog. I'll have to look at it. Such a beautiful dog. Get a ding as well, by the way. I, I I hate the fact that somebody wanted to just throw that dog, dog out onto the street, but I love the fact that you saw the dog and just said, yeah. It worked, it worked out. It worked out That's very how well. Kona's a rescue, too. And when I got her, she has a she has a mark still on her neck um, from an embedded collar. She was a puppy. Oh. Sad. But this has got a great happy ending, and yes. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. So a big happy birthday. Now, if you've got a happy birthday shout-out that you want to do, all you have to do is send an email. Send your email to dw60 at srsounds.com. Now, it doesn't have to be for your dad, your mother, your brother, or anything else like that. If you want to send in a happy birthday for, like, a dog or something else, you're more than welcome to. Please do. Uh, When you do send your email, make sure to include your favorite Disney park, your favorite Disney food, and your favorite Disney attraction as well. So for everybody celebrating a birthday this week, this song is for you. Happy birthday, a great big to-do. Let's celebrate, yeah, celebrate you. So make a wish, make a wish on your special day. You're looking great, so great. Come celebrate. Happy birthday from us to you. Yes, from the place where dreams do come true. So here's a wish in one, two, three, four part harmony. Happy birthday, your special day to you. Yes, to you. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Oh, man, that's good. Yum, man. (laughs) You think Calypso music is hot? You wait till you taste the pepper on this one. Ico, Ico brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Now, if you need to get in contact with me, send me an email. Send it to dw60 at srsounds.com. You can contact me on Twitter at dw underscore 60. You can send a message to the DW60 Press Row Facebook page, or you can contact me in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone. If you want to hear DW60 in its entirety, listen every single Friday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, with a replay at 7 p.m. Eastern over at srsounds.com. This is Jeff Davis, DW60's Press Row Podcasts. Have a magical day. No, my pop was and your pop was.